I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. So funny. People say nobody gives a rat's butt about people's brackets. (laughs) Maybe not. I don't know. Uh, by the way, this hoops update is brought to you by New Jack Daniels and Coca-Cola. Jack Daniels and Coca-Cola is here. Born for what's next. Born for a bolder taste. Jack Daniels and Coca-Cola. Born for this. Enjoy responsibly. Make sure you do that. 800-919-3776 is the phone number. I was going to... Guys, oh, really quick. I love when you take those little snippets and you come in with that. It's, it's, I love it. Thank you. Great job. Just know that I appreciate. Well, you guys. thank you. We got we got a lot going on back here, and so uh, no, to, I know to squeeze in a good 30, 45 seconds. Um, plus, it's a great way to start the show with uh, Seth Greenberg, who's a former alum. I know we started the show strong. Seth Greenberg Greenberg joined us, former alum of FDU, played for them in nineteen seventy four and seventy eight. What were you guys doing in seventy four and seventy eight? Uh, let's see. I was negative swimming, swimming around, twenty one years old. My parents were born the year before that, so um, I don't think they were a thought, and I wasn't a thought in anything. So, seventy-four to seventy-eight. What was I doing? Hmm. I was driving Mama Mimi crazy. That's what I was doing. Um, <laughs> you're cute. All right, uh, let's talk about what's going on with the Jets. I, I, I think I have. Um, a, a different take on this than most. I <laughs> And people are going to call me an Aaron Rodgers hater, and I'm not. I'm not an Aaron Rodgers hater. But here's the thing. The Jets have no leverage. None whatsoever. Not even an iota of leverage. Why? I'm going to tell you why. Derek Carr's with the Saints. Jimmy Garoppolo's with Vegas. Baker Mayfield's with the Bucks. Heineke's in Atlanta. Dalton's in Carolina. Stidham is in Denver. Drew Locke went back to Seattle. Minshew's with the Colts. Brissett's with Washington. Case Keenan is with the Texans. Mariota's with the Eagles. Donald is with the 49ers. Lamar Jackson, you're going to give up two first-round draft picks and, pay and give him the world? Can't afford him. Just can't afford Lamar Jackson. Not even an option. Not even an option. Carson Wentz, people. Marinating this for a minute, Jets fans. Carson Wentz is your best option, too. Unless, of course, the Jets want to eat their words and go back to Zach Wilson. Uh, Mike White in Miami now. My mom texts me. Ooh, Mike White. Is he, is he better than Tua? Mama Mimi texts me that. Is, is Mike White better than... I said, he might not be better than Tua, but I'll tell you what. He's more than likely going to play because Tua gets injured all the time. And again, you know, I, I'm real serious about this this concussion stuff. Um, I think I think this is this is very irresponsible of the NFL and the Miami Dolphins to allow Tua to play another game. One more concussion, dude's like brain like done. I worry about his future right now. I worry about his future. 
You don't think he's going to get another concussion this year? <laughs> it's anyway, that's, that's, that's a discussion for a whole nother show. Here's, here's plan B Jets fans. Carson Wentz. Good luck with that. Everybody in the locker room hates that dude. Matt Ryan. Tom Brady. Will he come out of retirement for the Jets? I don't think so. He's posing in underwear on his couch. You see his last post? See what he's doing, guys? Tom Brady's butt. <laughs> I thought he was taking care of a newborn kitten that he got his daughter, not posing. Yes, that that was adorable. On a, that on was adorable. Bed. That was adorable, but his, he's, he's posing in underwear. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with him. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater, Mason Rudolph, Blaine Gabbert. <laughs> okay. So now I've just laid out option number two. And this is why the Jets have no leverage at all. Unless, again, they're going to go back to Zach Wilson. You've hired now Nathaniel Hackett. I don't think, I don't think Zach Wilson... <laughs> I don't, you hired Nathaniel Hackett to bring in Aaron Rodgers. And here's, here is why I think Aaron Rodgers did the Jets a disservice. Because the lollygaggle. Oh, you know, and, and, and again, I, I'm, sure, I'm sure what Jets fans heard, and, and I'm curious, do you guys have the clip? If you do, I'm going to give you a minute to try to find it. Because here's the thing. I'm sure all Jets fans walked away with in that interview with Pat McAfee was, I want to be the starting quarterback of the Jets. The holdup right now is the Green Bay Packers. Okay. Um, Fine. But what I walked away with was 90% leaning towards retirement before he walked into that dark room that he was in for, what, three, four days, whatever the case. Then came out and just was like, so 90% retirement, only 10% wanting to play for the Jets. And in and, and this holdup of not being like, all right, you know what? I don't like this Green Bay Packers organization. I don't like the way that they treat me. They're not honest. They're not straightforward. I don't want to, I don't want to be here anymore. So, you know what? I want to, I want to, I'm, I want to be, and if, if Aaron Rodgers would have told the Jets earlier that, hey, I want to play for you. You're the team I want to play for. They wouldn't be in the situation. The Jets have lost all leverage because all these other quarterbacks that are option number two are gone. Not available. Done. And so, and the Green Bay Packers, if I'm talking about it, the Green Bay Packers know this. <laughs> the Green Bay Pack- so the Green Bay Packers are like, oh no, what you going to do if you don't get Aaron? We've got Jordan Love. We've got our guy. So what are you going to do if you don't get Aaron Rodgers? So you know what? Screw that. Give, me, give us your one. Give us your one. I truly believe this. I could be wrong. This is my opinion. This is my two cents. If Aaron would have committed to playing before the dark room situation, I don't believe the Jets would be in this scenario. I don't believe that they would be in this situation. But I'll tell you what, we've got calls lining up. We're going to take you 800-919-3776. We've got Mike Tannenbaum, who's going to be joining us momentarily. I'm going to ask him uh, how he feels about my analysis and what, I, and, and what I think and how I think this all unfolded. And more importantly, the reason I want Mike on is to talk about the cap hit that the Packers take pre or post June 1st. I think that's an important conversation to have with Mike. 
So we'll do that next. We'll continue with your calls. 800-919-3776. Anita Marks with you here on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A -a one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I think that is the crux of the issue. I mean, the the Packers are asking for a first-round pick, from what I understand, and the Jets don't want to part with it. And I get that because, you know, you're talking about a player who's old, and he's basically on a year-to-year basis right now. So if he retires in a year and it costs you for one pick, that's an exorbitant price to pay. So I I think the Jets absolutely do not want to part with that 13. You just said, I mean, offensive tackle is probably one of their bigger needs. And so they have to get creative here, the two teams. They have to come up with something, probably some conditional picks, maybe some players involved to try to uh, to try to work through. It's Rich Samini. Um, he's got a great column out. It, it posted about three and a half hours ago and, and really breaks down um, all the topics, all the things in regard to uh, what centers around Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. Uh, we've got Mike Tannenbaum joining us now. Uh, Mike, so appreciate you, my friend. I know I called you early this morning, so thanks for making time with us. You know how much I appreciate you. Thank you. Um, I've got a number of questions. First and foremost, before we start talking numbers, I threw this out and our phone lines lit up. A number of Jets fans disagree with me. And, and I'm curious to, to, to get your thoughts on this. I truly feel that the Jets have no leverage now because all the other quarterbacks, plan B, are gone, right? Carr to the Saints, Jimmy Garoppolo to the Raiders, Baker to the Bucks, Heineke to Atlanta, Dalton to Carolina, um, Minshew to the Colts. And I'm just, I, I don't even know if these were part of a of, of plan B, but nonetheless, like, like the, the best option out there right now is Carson Wentz, okay? Let's just, all right, so, so let's put that on the shelf. Do you feel that if Aaron Rodgers would have committed to the Jets prior to all these quarterbacks making a decision on where they were going to go, that the Jets would have more leg- leverage or not? Yeah, I was on this morning to hear Anita Marks' locker of the week. I, I must be on the wrong show. <laughs> I-, I haven't been doing great in the tournament, boo. You don't want my lock of the week, but nonetheless, um, because all these no, quarterbacks are now was, off the I was, board. I was, on, I was on for your XFL pick. You know, it's Sunday. It's football. You must have some sort of, you know. I'll give you. I'll give you my there. XF. I'll give you my XFL pick before we hang up. Um, yeah, I, I see it basically the same way, Anita. Which is, you know, like you always have to look at in, in a negotiation, like what are the alternatives for both sides, and you know, mm-hmm. I, I agree with you, which is. I think, you know, when Aaron Rodgers was thinking about retiring last year, the Packers came up with a three-year compromise on a contract that's, albeit somewhat unusual, 
I think, pretty close to market for what you know Aaron Rodgers is, which is a really good quarterback. So to me, if I'm Green Bay, my worst-case scenario is I come back with Aaron Rodgers. We pick up from where we left off last year, which was an improved offense, and we have Jordan Love to develop for another year. And last year, 68 different quarterbacks played quarterback. So if, if that's my worst-case scenario as a Packer, I'm great. As it relates to the Jets, I agree. Their, their worst-case scenario isn't very good, and their options Mm-mm. are dwindling. Exactly. And so, and, 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 I, and again, I, I, just, I don't know the intricacies of, of how this all went down and what the discussions have been the last few weeks, let alone who knows further than that. And I just feel like because all these Plan B quarterbacks are already gone, the Jets have lost a lot of leverage and might have to give up that first round pick. So uh, that's question number two is if you're the general manager of the Jets, knowing that your plan B option is either going back to Zach Wilson or possibly entertaining Wentz, um, Matt Ryan, Teddy Bridgewater, Mason Rudolph, Blaine Gabbert. These are your choices. Um, Do you give up that number one overall pick? If that's what the green Bay Packers are demanding, Mike. Yeah. I don't know if they're going to have a choice. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, we could talk all we want about you know leverage and all, but at the end of the day, who's playing quarterback for them if it's not Aaron Rodgers? And believe me, if you know that and I know that, the Green Bay Packers know that. So that's why, to me, when you just boil it down, sure, does Green Bay want to move on from him, get the cap relief, move on to Jordan Love? Of course they do. But if they had to live with Aaron Rodgers and have great depth at the quarterback position – that's a really good alternative. If I'm the Jets, like, there's some other really interesting ancillary things. Like, I've talked to another number of people around the league. First of all, you're trying to get Nathaniel Hackett established, and you're going to go out there for the off-season program and, what, have Zach Wilson? You know, you want to sell tickets and sponsorships with Aaron Rodgers every day that goes by? You can't do that. And what happens if this thing drags on until August? Like, you're not maximizing your investment in Aaron Rodgers. So, you know, I just think the Jets have a great opportunity to get a great quarterback. To their credit, they've created an environment where he wants to be there, and it's in their best interest to get it done sooner than later. Mike Tannenbaum joining us here on 90.70 ESPN. Last question before I let you go, uh, and that is, and, and this is why I called you and, and, and hit you up this morning. So I was reading, again, this is Rich Samini's column on ESPN. I highly recommend Jets fans go out there and read it. So the Packers take a cap hit of $40.3 million if Aaron Rodgers is traded pre-June 1st. If he is traded post-June 1st, now that cap hit, 15.8 in 2023, 24.5 in 2024, so $25 million less this season in 2023 if he is traded post-June 1st. So now if you are Mark Murphy, how, d- does this play a role into how you progress with, with the Jets in when you might offer Aaron Rodgers to them? Yeah, well, you bring up a really interesting juxtaposition here, which is the value of the draft choices this year versus spreading out the cap charge over two years on Green Bay. So just for our audience's sake, um, when you cut a player like the way Zeke Elliott was just cut by the Cowboys, um, they were able to defer a lot of his cap charge until next year. It's called a post-June 1st cut. You can't do that in a, in, a, in a trade. So, therefore, 
there's a $25 million difference for the Packers. And basically, they may say, you know what, we'd rather defer $25 million to next year. Obviously, then they can't get draft choice compensation until after the draft, which they, you know what, Anita, they may say, like, that's better for us. So there's a lot of tentacles to this trade, and, you know, Rich did a nice job on that article. And um, it's going to be fascinating to see how this plays out. So, and, and I'll leave you with this. Okay, because this is this, if I'm Joe D, this is how I'm going to proceed. Okay, all right. I understand uh, uh, this year's second and next year's second, third conditional isn't going to work. You want our first? Fine. Our backs are to the wall. You've got us in a grip. Okay, fine. I'm going to give you that number one pick. It's at 13. You tell me who you would draft at 13. I'll draft that player, and then on June 2nd. I'll I'll trade you that player, um, and and you give me and you give me Aaron Rodgers. It'll save you twenty five million dollars this year in your cap. Is that legal to do? If you and I had a conversation well, like that, is that legal to do? Yeah, well, here, you you can certainly have conversations like that, but it's not binding. So you know, the the risk you run when you get into those situations. Not to say that the uh, Packers or the Jets would do anything nefarious, because my my experience with everybody involved is actually just the opposite. They're great people, extraordinarily honorable, but you, you get it, you're going down a rabbit hole of candidly, like other variables that you just don't want to get involved with. Like what happens if that player fails physical or something happens? It, it, you, you just get into a lot of other hypotheticals. I mean, one mm. of the things you could do is say, Hey, here's, you know, the first pick, you know, the 13th pick, we want the jets. Now a third round pick back. If Aaron Rodgers isn't on a roster on the first day, of the 24 league year because, you know, we need protection that this is more than a one-year deal. So, you know, when we traded for Brett Favre, Anita, we, we came up with a, a, a sort of like a compromise with conditions built in that, you know, obviously both sides were, thought were really fair and reasonable. And But for his shoulder injury, you know, that was a trade that really worked out well for both sides. So I think that framework, albeit, you know, a decade ago, there's a lot of the principles involved that still, to me, apply to this situation. Mike, thank you so much for spending some time with us this morning. I really do appreciate it. Hopefully you're headed to the golf course uh, and, and are going to tee no, it up I'm this just, afternoon. Just before. Patiently and wait for your, I'm going to wait patiently for your lock of the week. That's really you know, job one on a Sunday morning with Anita Marks. My lock of the week. Uh, you've got the Renegades taking on the Brahmas. Uh, San Antonio is favored by three. I would lay the three with the Brahmas at home. Renegades having quarterback problems. There you go. That game uh, <laughs> kicks off at 9 o'clock. <laughs> so good. All right. Thanks, Anita. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate you, my friend. Mike Tannenbaum joining us here. Uh, let's, let's take one or two calls before we take a break. 800-919-3776. Let's go to Justin in Tom's River. Uh, Justin, welcome in. Hey, Anita. Thank you for taking my call. Like, you know, I've said many, to you, many times to you before, I really respect your football acumen, but I think you, you, you're partly on base, but you're not on this with, with Rodgers. You know, real, in my opinion, I think the Jets and Aaron Rodgers hold all the cards. For some of the points that you said, yeah, maybe the Jets don't have any other options, but also, too, nobody else is bidding on Rodgers at this point. And the one thing the, that the Packers don't want to happen is Aaron to show up to camp or start going to the facility just like Favre did, and they shipped him right out of there. So they don't want all the distractions and they're trying to hand over the reins to Jordan Love. And also at that same time, the longer that this plays out, it's playing into the Jets' hands partially because the Jets do not want to give up that number 13 pick this year. 
So like you said, once it gets past the draft, it's playing right into the Jets' hands because we know if the Jets play well, that draft pick in 2024 is not going to be what it is in 2023, obviously, with you know the hopes of Rodgers coming and playing well. Well, Justin, uh, with all due respect, and, and I appreciate the phone call, my friend, I, I just had, and, and thank you, I, I just had uh, Mike Tannenbaum on, and, and uh, former executive of the Jets, and he agrees with me. The Jets don't hold all the cards. They don't. And, and again, I, I just I feel like if Rodgers wouldn't be so wishy-washy and would have made a decision earlier, the Jets wouldn't be in the predicament. Okay, let's go to Bill in Queens. Bill, you're up. Welcome. Good morning. Thank you very much for taking my call. Good morning. I couldn't disagree with you more. I heard what Mike Tannenbaum said, but to say the Jets have no leverage, I mean, you want to say it's 60-40? I don't know. But I think the draft is three weeks away. Like the gentleman just said before me, once that draft comes and goes, what are they going to do then? And why can't the Jets say, listen, you've got to give us a decision, you know, seven days before the draft and start making other, other moves like – Maybe somebody else would be interested in that 13 pick for another quarterback. We don't know what's going on behind, behind the scenes. And Aaron Rodgers already said Green Bay doesn't want him. They're done with him. So maybe it's a, you know, it's a 60-40 split. But to say the Jets have no leverage, I, I, I love you. I love all your betting picks. You're awesome. But I couldn't disagree with you more. Uh, Bill, and, and listen, I appreciate the phone call. And show's even better when, when people disagree with me. So, so don't <laughs> I, I – don't be hesitant to call on the show if you disagree with me. I don't have a problem with that, right? Like, this is, this is good conversation. Here's the thing. The, the, the Green Bay Packers don't have to trade Aaron Rodgers right now. And don't think for a second. We've seen time and time again. How many quarterbacks go down the course of the year? Right now, the Jets are the team that's knocking on the door for the Green Bay Packers for Aaron Rodgers. But if this deal doesn't happen and Aaron stays as a part of the Dream Green Bay Packers organization. Maybe he doesn't, and, and by the way, I don't think he shows up. I don't think Aaron Rodgers walks into the, the Green Bay Packers facility again, ever. Except if the Green Bay Packers take on the Jets. Which, by the way, I haven't looked at their schedule, if that's a matchup this, this season. But, um, but it doesn't mean that if this deal doesn't happen, and the Jets aren't willing to give up that one, that a team at some point in time this season is going to be like, hey, we would like the services of, of one Aaron Rodgers because Patrick Mahomes went down or, or, or Josh Allen went down. And we've got a team that is ready to win a Super Bowl right now. So we need a quarterback here that's going to win a Super Bowl for us. And that's Aaron Rodgers. So, no, you're right. It's not like there's a lot of people coming knocking right now, but there might be if this deal doesn't get done. Uh, Stacey Dales is going to join us next from the NFL Network. We'll get her take again. And, and also, I, I want to know, like, you know, what is Erin really like? She's covered the team for years. She knows better than most. Ira, Mel, Jerry, Rob, hang tight. I promise we'll get your calls, okay? Anita Marks with you. Stacey Dales next here on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. He works out the same place I do in Los Angeles. So we're able to kind of cross paths and just connect a little bit and share our insight on, on what we were thinking and everything. But there was no implications of trying to do this in a sense. You know, like, like I had previously said, you know, we were both trying to do what's right for the both of us. And obviously him and his situation is a little bit different with his career and everything and where I want to take my career the next step and stuff. So obviously standing here today, it was good knowing that 12 is going to be my quarterback again. Good to know number 12 is going to be his quarterback again. Hasn't happened yet. Just heard from uh, Mike Tannenbaum. We've got Stacey Dales from the NFL Network joining us now. She's got her finger on the pulse of this team better than most, knows Aaron Rodgers better than most because she covers the NFC North and does a phenomenal job doing so. Stacey, good morning. Good morning, Anita. How are we? I'm great. Are you March Madness? I haven't I haven't left my house in 48 hours. Um, you know, I'm I'm a, I'm a I'm a pig in mud. I'd say something else, but it's a family show. Um, with that being said, I, really, a big reason why I wanted to bring you on is you cover the NFC North and you do such a phenomenal job doing it. And you know this Green Bay Packers team and you know Aaron Rodgers better than most. So a, a few things. I just, you know, just curious to get your thoughts, you know, on Aaron Rodgers. And, and we heard him on the Pat McAfee show earlier this week. And he said 90% he was leaning towards retirement. 10% yeah. coming back and playing for the Jets. No inclination at all. Uh, to play for the Green Bay Packers. Uh, your, your thoughts on those comments and no surprise to you? It's not a surprise to me. I mean, it was a foregone conclusion when the season ended. The Packers were ready to move on. I mean, I was I was there in week 18, Anita. Um, it's great to be with you guys. Thanks for having me on. When the Detroit Lions marched in, and by the way, currently, um, arguably the best team right now in the NFC North, Um they beat the Packers. And the next day I'm reporting from Lambeau and talking to higher ranking officials with the Packers in, in, you know, the atrium. And they don't even know if they can get a hold of the guy um, because he leaves the country in the off season. And he's very aloof in the off season, very difficult to get a hold of uh, via phone. So to me, I, I, I said to my producer that day, he's gone. I mean, whether he retires or he plays elsewhere, he's not going to be a Packer next year. Um, I frankly think that, you know, and if you go back and you really listen to Brian Gutekunst, the GM of the Packers, from his combine comments, um, this has been a constant sort of melodrama. Not Those are my words, not his. I'm paraphrasing him, but he used the word constant. This has been a constant, um, meaning the stuff they've been dealing with regarding Aaron Rodgers. And now – if you listen to Rogers, Anita, and company on the Pat McAfee show, he's obviously been affected by, uh, I would say, the idea of being a Packer and how his future stood as far as being a Packer since they drafted Jordan Love in 2020 and moved up to get a quarterback in the first round, uh, I believe, was 26th overall. So they had their, they had their guy then, and that's how Aaron has always looked at it. 
and he said that in as much this week on Pat's show. Um, he talked about how the front office was substantially different since he was drafted. And obviously that was the great Ted Thompson, but for the where the Packers are now in their front office, they are entirely different. The decision makers are different. And he also made a comment in his conversation with Pat, the Packers have a way notoriously, he said, of wanting to get rid of a, basically move a player early, but then they wait too long. And, you know, so I'm sitting there on our free agency frenzy coverage on NFL Network on Wednesday when all this is transpired, Tuesday, whatever day it was, Wednesday, all this is transpiring and I'm still listening to this. And then it just got really juicy with now he's calling out reporters and, you know, the bottom line, Anita, it's very messy. The financials are extremely messy. Um, The Packers could easily hold off on making anything happen with the New York Jets. Uh, They have a ton of leverage at this point, but then you could say they don't want them. So they want to move past this and they want Jordan to feel like this is his team now. Um, I just think it's in everybody's best interest to get this figured out. The problem with it is the Jets don't have a lot of draft capital this year. Um, They start at 13 and I believe they go 43, 74. They they basically have a, a pick in each of the first six rounds. So, when you don't have a ton of draft capital, you want this guy because you don't have any other, you don't have better options on your roster. We've seen what Zach Wilson has become, and Joe Flacco is now a serviceable backup. It's a messy situation. So, I, you know, I, I just, I hope for all, for the sake of all parties, they can just be grown ups and say, he doesn't want to be here. He wants to be here. His offensive coordinator, Nathaniel Packett, Packett is in New York. He wants to play for Nathaniel and Robert Sola, um, and let's move forward. Again, Stacey Dale is joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. I just had uh, Mike Tannenbaum on. I, I made a comment, and our phone lines are lit, and I'm going to get to you guys uh, momentarily, so just hang tight. Um, and that is, I feel like if Aaron Rodgers would have committed to the Jets earlier, the Jets would not be in this predicament. Because what's happened now, Stacey, and curious to get your thoughts, and if you agree or disagree with me, and if you do, that's fine, but that is Derek Carr in, the, in, in New Orleans, Jimmy Garoppolo in Vegas, Baker now in Tampa, Heineke in Atlanta, Dalton, Carolina, Sidham in Denver, Locke back in mm-hmm. Seattle, Minshew, Indianapolis. Like, what's option two? You know what option two is, Stacey? Wentz. Yeah. That's, I mean, because, because Jets can't afford Lamar Jackson. Can't afford him, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so now I, I just I feel like the Jets have no – leverage and if if the green bay packers are like <laughs> what's plan what's plan two dude going back to zach wilson or carson wentz no 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 no. fork up your number one i truly believe that that's yeah. what's happening here you agree or disagree i agree with you i totally agree with you the compensation has to be right and here's the thing maybe it's true like nobody nobody knew this he said going into his darkness retreat that he was 90 percent sure that he mm-hmm. was at a point in his career to retire, he is 39 years old currently. He has played 18 seasons in the National Football League. He started in Green Bay 15 seasons. He's had an immaculate career. Um, people can question his Super Bowls. There's players that haven't even won a Super Bowl that are Hall of Fame players because of the, the greatness. Like Joe Thomas, who works for our network, 
was just declared a Hall of Famer. He didn't win in Cleveland, but he was incredible. He was an incredible player. So, you know, Aaron Rodgers is a winner. But when you go into a darkness retreat, which was, what, a month ago or so, and you're not, you're 90%, like, you and I both played sports, Anita. When you're at that point in your career, and we're all human, in which you're, you're kind of thinking, I, I can't do this anymore. For me, like, when I played basketball, it was the alarms going off on my body. Like, my hamstrings don't work anymore. I was getting injuries. I still have now many injuries from playing basketball. I'm not suggesting that that's Aaron. But your, 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 your head has to be where your body is, and it is – he talked about it on the Pat McAfee show. Like, he's out there throwing a little bit, but not really in the grind. And the grind is getting ready for an NFL season. I, I marvel at these players because – this is the most violent game I think I could ever witness when I'm standing on a sideline. It is so violent. And hmm. you could say, Tell well, quarterback, it. but yeah. And so you played football, like you understand. And he's got to be, he's got to be the guy, right? He has to win. Like it, it's a process for him to get ready for a season. I don't take that lightly at all. So like my reaction on Wednesday was, Dude is 90% ready to retire, comes out of it. Exactly. Here's the rumors. He's on the trade block, and now he wants to play again. Like, that is, I, I would guess, as a person, that's ego. Like, you don't want me? I'm going to watch. I'm going to go play for the New York Jets, and I'm going to win. And you, you watch what I do. So this is such an interesting dynamic, and it's going to be for, for some time. So, I, you know, I it's just messy. I, that's the only word I can, can think of when I think about the whole situation. Before we let you go, because it is a Sunday, and I know uh, Sunday fun day with you, I'm sure you're doing fantastic things with your two dogs. Um, you know, <laughs> you know this team, and you know I'll be going to the dog park around 12.05 as soon as the show's over. Um, you know this yeah. team, and you know Aaron Rodgers better, better than most, right? Like, all we hear about him is how narcissistic he is. I actually, I have a friend who's very close with his family, and boy, the stories that I've heard in the last two weeks are really absolutely horrible, not even attending his grandmother's funeral. But nonetheless, you, you, you know him better than most. Like, how do you see him fitting, fitting here in New York, Stacey, with his, his personality, his, his narcissism, his ego, all of those, all the things, Stacey, how do you see him fitting mm -hmm. here in New York with the Jets? Well, that's the question, and I, I don't profess to personalize or put, put, put claims on any players, what, whatever they are. I just I look at the product, and I look at the dynamics in the locker room. Um, if I'm a Jets fan, I would very much hope that this would get done so that he can be a part of OTAs and mandatory camps or involuntary camps, whatever, whatever availability there is to get him to start blending with, with the roster. Um, I, I think I know we opened this conversation up on an Alan Lazard rip and Alan is one of my favorite players that I've ever covered. He is New York fans. You're getting a great one. He is, um, he's a technician. He's a worker. I, I do listen to the players. I've always loved interviewing Alan because he, he's always been truthful with me and he loves playing with 12. When was the last time Aaron Rodgers had a first-round wide receiver? 
he's getting Garrett Wilson? Are you kidding me? Like, Brees Hall was top five backs in the league last year. He's going to be back and healthy. DJ Zama is a really good tight end. I see promise in this offensive line. And if they keep the 13th pick overall, wouldn't it be nice to see a Broderick Jones or big-time tackle added to that offensive line? I think Aaron Rodgers demands a lot. I think that he is um, one of the things that Nathaniel Hackett once told me, Anita, was I was doing a game there, and he always runs the stairs. So he comes out well before game time, and he does his workout. He has a, he has a routine, and I, I stopped him, and we chatted for quite a bit of time pregame. And um, he told me I have to find ways to stimulate Aaron, Aaron Rodgers because he's so smart. I have to find different tactics, basically, whether it's on a whiteboard or it's in our our game book, prep for the week, whatever it may be, to stimulate Aaron Rodgers. Um, I don't discount that. I I think Aaron is brilliant. I think he is what you can call him whatever you want, but he's a very smart individual and it applies to the field, the way he the way he can manipulate routes with his arm is uncanny. Does he still have it? I think just because of that and because of the way he wants to win, um, he's such a competitor. He's, he's one of the greats. I think he will still have it in New York. So I think, yeah, if you're the Jets, get this thing done. Not only is he getting skill players offensively and a promising Offensive line with a new offensive line coach who needs to turn that thing around in Keith Carter, but he's getting a top five defense. I believe they were third total defense in the NFL last season. Listen, I hung out with Sauce Gardner at the combine. He wouldn't leave. He was like, he's obsessed with football. That defense is phenomenal. Robert Sala is an incredible coach. I mean, this to me is the option for them, and I think it'll get done. I just don't know when. Stacey, you rock. Uh, again, so appreciate your time on this Sunday morning, my friend. You work so hard. Just know how much we appreciate you joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. Thank you. A pleasure, privilege to be with you always, Anita. You guys take care. You got it. Uh, one of the best, Stacey Dales. Uh, and uh, and some really good in- in- information and insight from her. Uh, again, she's got her finger on the pulse of that Packers team better than most. Rob, Jerry, Mel, Ira, hang tight. You're up next. Promise. Right here on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry. Also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Uh, we'll, we'll continue with your calls and um, let's, uh, let's, let's go to them right now. Uh, a lot to unpack, a lot to discuss. Uh, let's go to Jerry in Hackensack. Jerry, you're up. Hey, Anita. Uh, nice talking with you. Um, besides my comment on this, I, I would like to have a question afterward if possible, but a lot of the callers say they were saying, you know, draft it turns. But I actually think if he shows up in the uh, April conditioning, 
that would change it too because the Packers don't want to deal with it. And Aaron is, like Stacy said, very smart, and you know he's going to want to beat the Packers at this, and that's a way that he can turn it for the Jets with the leverage. Could be. Jerry, thanks for the phone call. Uh, just to give you a timetable here, again, um, the offseason program for the Jets begins on April 17th. Uh, but the legit like first practice doesn't start until late May. Um, you know, obviously he knows Nathaniel Hackett's offense, but it's it's more than that. It's develop, developing chemistry with players that he has not played with outside of Lazard and whoever else they might bring in here. As we know, April twenty seventh is that is that Thursday night is the first round of the draft. And again, what's being reported is that the Green Bay Packers want that number one overall pick um, on May first. The Green Bay Packers have to make a decision whether or not they're going to pick up uh, Jordan Love's fifth-year option for 2024. That's about $20.3 million. I think we all learned the lesson with Daniel Jones. I do believe the Packers are going to and should do that. The first game of the season is on September 10th. And at that point in time, $58.3 million, an option bonus, uh, will be totally guaranteed and will be need to be paid to one Aaron Rodgers. So just to give you a timetable, and of course, earlier in the hour, we talked about uh, pre-June 1st, post-June 1st, what the salary cap hit would be for the Packers trading him. Pre-June 1st, it's 40.3 this season. Post-June 1st, it's 15.8, and then another 24.5 in 2004. So it would be advantageous for the Green Bay Packers to trade Aaron Rodgers after June 1st. Just FYI. Let's go to Mel in Queens. Mel, welcome in. Mel, you there? Okay. Um, let's go to Ira in Staten Island. Ira, good morning. Hey, good morning, Anita. How are you? Good spot with Mike, as always. Um, you know, to me, it, it, once again, this is um, nothing. This is not a reflection of Woody Johnson or any type of knock on him. To me, it's good of whether he gets antsy and he want, tells Douglas, listen, get the deal done. You know, give what you have to give up what they want. Um, I think ultimately that's what Woody's going to probably end up doing because I think he's been the driving force behind this whole thing. But at the end of the day, if the thing does play itself out, um, I, I think a two this year and something next year that could, you know, depending on incentives and if he comes back or whatever, you know, maybe a two to one, three to two, three, you know, two to one, whatever it might be. But I think when you look at it from the Packers and the way I'm trying to figure this out, and you brought up the uh, pre-June 1st and after June 1st, is the draft pick – the Jets are not giving up the 13th pick. It's not going to happen. But whatever picks the Packers do end up getting, is that pick going to be worth more than the money they could save if they, you know, make the deal after June 1st? And I think that's really the decision that's going to probably break this deal. Yeah, and, and Ira, thanks for the phone call. That's exactly what Mike Tannenbaum said, is, you know, that, that Packers front office has to weigh the value of getting that number one – First round pick, uh, 13 overall now, uh, you know, a, a 24 slash 2025 pick from the Jets. Uh, let's go to uh, Rob in Wayne. Rob, good morning. Good morning, Anita. I'd like to go over, I'd like to piggyback on what Ira said, but uh, I do a lot of mediation and negotiation. And you guys may be a little bit too close to the facts, but you've been touching on them lately. Really, the leverage is all in the Jets' hands. The Packers have over a $50 million obligation to Aaron Rodgers. 
He doesn't want to play there anymore, he says. He's always he's a very intelligent man. He's got the threat of retirement. So fine, you don't trade me for something, you get nothing. Then they've got the Jordan Love uh, fifth-year option that they got to kick in on. Next, you never want, especially a two-time reigning, three-time reigning MVP, sitting on the bench, splitting up the locker room when you're trying to break Jordan Love in. Um, in Kansas City, once Mahomes was established, they moved on from Alex Smith, and he was great. He was helping Mahomes all the way. So you can't have him sit on the bench. The Jets aren't giving up the 13th. So all the hard deadlines are with the Packers. The Jets can say, we'll give you two seconds. We'll give you a second this year, a second next year. If he plays this year and next year, we'll give you our second this year and our first next year, which with any luck will be the 32nd pick. But if not, it'll still be far down there, 24 to 28. But the Jets – they don't have to go to him. They can check on Stafford. They can check on Jackson. Remember, negotiation is not about who you will sign. It's about it's essentially a game of chicken. So the Jets are under no mandatory terms that they have to have Rodgers. And even if they got Rodgers, he's like the fifth or sixth best quarterback in the AFC. So is that going to get him to the Super Bowl? Maybe, maybe not. I think Lazard will have a, a helping hand in there. But anyway, that's just my opinion from a negotiator's point of view, that it's all in the Jets' hands. It's not really in the Packers' hands. They have to move him. The Jets don't have to take him. Rob, thanks for the phone call. Appreciate it. Um, nice to hear from from an attorney in, in regard to, um, you know, where where really the leverage lies. Uh, I respectfully disagree with you. Um, Mike Tannenbaum disagrees with you. I think Stacy's kind of middle of the road. Uh, quick break. We come back. Phone calls are still coming in. Corey Kin, hang tight. You guys will be first up. 800-919-3776. Uh, Anita Marks with you. Also, this next hour, we're kicking off hour number three. I do want to talk about the Knicks. Big win for them against the Nuggets yesterday. 116 to 110. Uh, also, uh, some, yeah, uh, also, some NFL moves that potentially are going to be taking place this week, especially with a number of some top-notch running backs. And the World Baseball Classic. It's not just Diaz who got injured, uh, where the Mets now are in need of a legit you know, star closer now, where are they going to find one at this point in time in the game. Uh, but also Altuve got hit in the hand, and so he's going to be on the shelf for a few weeks. You know, uh, if, you're an, if you're a Major League Baseball owner, do you want the World Baseball Classic happening, especially at this time of the year? I, I would beg to differ. I'd say no. Uh, Anita Marks with you, Hour 3 next, right here on 90.7 ESPN.